Blizzard adopts PayPal for Diablo 3. Crytek casts doubt on cloud gaming. And new info emerged for the PS Vita. All that, plus more, on today's MASHcast. manager and demolitions expert rob hill williams i'm like the guy in battlefield bad company too it's great (laughs) (laughs) and uh, also here is senior editor and professional lion tamer nick santangelo yep i lost an arm this week but it's not going to stop me from recording everybody's favorite podcast oh he's not supposed to say that that means you're bad at your job a good lion tamer does not lose arms (laughs) He tames the lions. I fail. <laughs> I blew things lion. up good, yeah. including lions. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he tames them. Who's that Siegfried and Roy lion? Uh, <laughs> you're going to get dragged off stage. <laughs> um, yes, this is episode uh, 22. And before we get started, I just want to give a, a quick shout out to Chris from Hyperduck Soundworks. Uh, reason being, and I'm not even sure if everybody is going to notice or not, but he uh, he took the theme, and he actually did it last week too, but he took the theme and he cleaned it up a little bit, and like my untrained noob ears before he did it, I didn't even, I didn't even think anything was wrong with that, I thought the theme was like fantastic, and then like after he cleans it up, I'm like wow like that sounds, that that does sound better, so Good job, Chris. Thanks for helping us out. Yay! Yay, Chris. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, without I even... I had no idea there was a problem. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I didn't either. <laughs> so, I just thought it was great. Yeah, I thought I was like, yeah. Clearly, we're all audiophiles here. Exactly. Like, right. well, I, I am a music person. Like, I, I spend years doing music, but, like, I'm not, I guess, a huge, like, uh, synthetic music person. So, I thought it was great. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sounded great I to me. I yeah. And I'll let John, uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, John Harris, he is the editor of the podcast. I'll let him hear it. He's like, oh yeah, it sounds wonderful. I'm like, yeah, doesn't it? And didn't even know. So, good job, Chris, for being the man and us for being some noobs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's get into it here. Uh, Rob, what you been playing? Uh, I have not had much time to play things. I've played NCAA, but I've been playing NCAA since it came out, uh, and Skydrift, and uh, it's good, it's good, it's an aerial combat racing, kind of like kart style racing game, um, but it's it's good though, my review will be up soon. Okay, cool. In fact, probably it'll already be up by the time this MASHcast comes out, so. Let's hope so. Yeah, uh, what about you, Nick? Uh, not a whole lot either. 
I've played a little bit of Star Fox 64 3D. As we discussed last week, there's too many numbers in that title. <laughs> yeah. uh, my review's up on the site. It's been up for since last Tuesday. So if you haven't read it, go ahead and do so. Other than that, pretty much been playing the Stay Up Extremely Late and Cover the Tokyo Game Show game. That's it's a fun game. Oh, it's a fantastic game. <laughs> but people love your news. They love they love knowing about the Vita and stuff. So they do. Yay, good for you. Yeah. Yay. Yay for Nick. So that's been me. What have you been up to, Jarrett? Well, I too have also been playing Skydrift, but I uh yeah, I I got it before we got our review copy. So I've just been playing it because I like it. Uh so you know, it's hey, just a fun. Hey. I'm I playing it because I got to review it, but I like it too. Okay. I know. I don't, I'm just saying. I'm not saying anything <laughs> bad wrong with that. I'm just saying like I got it because I, t- I checked it out. I checked the demo. I was like, oh, this looks fun. Everybody knows I love Blur. You know, rest in peace, Bizarre. And it's like Bizarre, but with airplanes. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty awesome. The only thing, like when we discussed this, Rob, the other day, the only thing I didn't like was the invisible walls you run into sometimes. Yeah, they're not even really walls, but they they give you a helpful push back onto the the course if you you stray a little too far. But it's not always really clear where they are since you <laughs> do have full control of your plane. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like yeah, I think I have a little bit more room to go. You're like, nope, nope, you go down there now. <laughs> yeah, push and, and like it pushes you, but it pushes you not like a little bit, but it pushes you a lot and almost always into a rock. But yeah, it's kind of like minor thing. It's kind of like a, a dad dealing with a dumb kid. Like, I love you, but you're a dumb boy. Just get down there. Just, get, just go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like. Invisible oh, so. walls always suck, but that sounds yeah. especially bad. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's, like, it's, it's not extremely it's prevalent. Not that bad, yeah, it's, it's not extremely prevalent, but well, when you, you run into it. sound like this. No, it's, it's, no, it's it, when, you, when it happened. <laughs> no, it happened. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, if, you, if you stray too far, like I've gone up too far before, and like you know because you see seagulls flying, overhead and then the game and like and it pushes you back down so that you you stay on course like you can't just go off course and just be yeah. off course and like you know fa- like fail the game that way like right. because it's so like it's so open and you can fly like if if there were no boundaries you could just fly wherever and like if you got off course you you probably would have no idea like how to get back yeah so yeah. I, it, it exists for a reason but as soon as you hit a wall like you know it because like it pushes you and it does not push you lightly. It's not a gentle push. No, no, it's no. definitely like get back in the line. That's what. It's, yeah, it's definitely not like a gentle push. Like you know, but it's not extremely prevalent unless you just keep, you know, running into it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you just keep st- trying to run the edge or something. Yeah, if you so, stay on it's, course. It's a pretty wide area. Though. There would have to be something to keep you in though, like you you were getting at. Any yeah, game like that. Like it couldn't just be like, all right, go nuts. You know what? If you're the type of racer that rides the rails, you you this probably isn't for you. <laughs> yeah, how, how in the world do you ride rails when you're flying anyway? Like, <laughs> if there were actual walls that like just everywhere, like you would just blow up. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but yeah, I've been playing that I bought the first um red orchestra 2 which um everybody knows i did that preview i love the game and i'm like well how much are they gonna add dude like <laughs> the 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 gun i've never played a game that had so much detail on the guns like it's utter it's ridiculous like you can even like you could do stuff like you can adjust your iron sights based off of uh how far away you need to shoot um somebody like the the like the, the machine gun 
like, yeah, you have a shit ton of bullets, and it also shoots really fast, but then you have to worry about the barrel overheating. You have to replace the barrel. And uh, it's like the breathing aspect. Like, you know, you can kind of... You can, like, you know, breathe in, but eventually, like, it'll, you know, it'll breathe out, so you kind of, you do have to shoot, and on top of that, when you run, you do actually run out of breath, and then if you just try to stop and then, like, you know, go iron sights, your breathing is so heavy that, you know, first thing, you know, <laughs> is, like, try try shooting that off. Yeah, exactly. You know? I actually, I don't know, one match I was playing, you would have thought I was asthmatic, dude. It was terrible, because I was running all over the place. So it was like it, it's it's they they did a great job with the weapons. So, so. Red Orchestra two, not for noobs. Not for noobs. No. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm pretty sure his preview established that. Like you right, can't right. just go run and gun. Definitely not. You can't. <laughs> yeah, you also need to watch yeah. out because I was like I was telling you guys earlier, like you like people like I I found a sweet position in an apartment building and. I just, just people trying to get to this point that I had vision on just wasn't happening. And they just kept running to the point. Like they kept running to it. Like maybe he won't shoot me this time. No. And they're just going to take mercy this one time. <laughs> no. <laughs> just once. I mean, like, yeah, I, even if I missed, there was somebody else in the apartment building in some other room. And if I missed, he would get him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was not happening. You know so, what? There seems to be a mentality like that in, in most online shooters. Like, like, oh no, no, I'm getting in this place. This guy's yeah. not going to stop me. Even like, no matter how many times I see people die, yeah, I've seen that a lot of games. Like people are just like, no, no, we are taking this spot. And like, what are you going to do when you get there? Well, it's the well, mindset well, like, that like eventually, you know, you'll have enough numbers to get over there, and you respawn infinitely in all those games like immediately. Yeah. So. What's why not? You yeah. know, especially when that's the only point is to capture a point. Yeah, it just so that's, it always that's the mentality. That, like, there's no, there's no, there's no sense of like preservation in, right. in most no, of the games not at all. because it, it ruins the fun if you if you actually have to like sit out once you die or something. So they don't do that to you. They don't punish you that way. But maybe they should. Well, you know, playing Red Orchestra is going to teach people one thing: believing in the power of your dreams is not going to get the objective. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No matter how badly you want it, you that the touch yeah, exactly like that is not going to get that is not going to win you the match. You actually <laughs> you actually need to like pop out, look around, like, hey, is there somebody out here? You know, and actually, tr- you know, work to that area. So yeah, Red Orchestra's two. Bottom line, it's awesome. And um, the review, I'm gonna tell you, it's probably it's it's gonna get a nice score. Okay, <laughs> but um, other than that, just the Ace Combat demo. Uh, did you guys play that the Ace Combat demo? I have not, and I should because I love that series, but I just have not really had the time. And I'm swimming in EA Sports games coming up too. So that's, right, yeah. Well, you can, um, the, basically the two levels you can play are the two, uh, trailers they released. The one with the, with the air, with the aerial combat over Miami and the other one with the helicopter. Um, the aerial combat over Miami, like, on the video it looked awesome. And it is awesome, but the whole, like, um, the chase thing, that kind of, like, was... Well, not disorienting, but like that with the with the CPU players kind of makes it too easy. Oh, uh, that uh, it felt. But of course, it's the first level. I don't know what else they're gonna throw at us. I'm yeah, not gonna say anything too. bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm still buying the game. So you know, because the game is awesome. Hawks Two was such a disappointment, and I need to fill that void. So, um, but yeah, that was it for what I've been playing. 
Uh, but let's move on to the topics. Uh, it's a little different today. We're actually going to start with the Max Payne 3 trailer and some thoughts on that. So, uh, Rob, so you we'll watched... just play that and you guys watch and then we'll talk about it. Oh, no, they can't see it. Never yeah. <laughs> well, it goes in. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess, Nick, you're talking already. You go first. Tell me what you think. All right, I will. Um, this is going to be real short, and then I'll be. I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. As I told you guys before the podcast, I have never played Max Payne. Just going on nothing else but watching that trailer. <gasps> I was Charlatan! Like, ah, ah, come on, we went through this already before the show. I know. I know. Well, I <laughs> now I have to be publicly, publicly embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But going on nothing else but just watching that trailer, I was just like, eh, this doesn't really look that fun. It looks kind of stupid. What, what did you guys think? Because you guys have both played the Max Payne games. So coming from a fan's perspective. I'm going to let Rob go first. Okay. Uh, I thought that you would you would take the lead on this. I mean, you'd probably say everything needs to be said. But um, it looks like a Rockstar game, which is to say like, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's adult. You know, it looks good. It looks like it'll be a good game. But it's not Max Payne. Like it's, I, I was glad to see him with his, his, you know, looking like himself, like in the other games, you know, Max Payne one and two, um, with the hair and, you know, it looks like it's not really that far off of when he, you know, was dealing with everything in those, in the first two games. Um, it's just that, you know, later he shaves and stuff cause he's in Brazil, all that. So it's not like he just, you know, spent time, wallowing in a room and became a fat, you know, balding drunk overnight or something, um, which is, which is nice, actually. <laughs> I don't know if that was because of fan feedback, kind of, you know, kind of like an infamous two thing, or if it was just like, that was the intention all along. And, you know, we just weren't aware of it because the first time I saw the, the first look at him being bald and all that, I was like, what happened? What the hell happened? <laughs> I think a lot of people felt that way, man. Like you said, the fans, there's a lot of rage over that. Yeah, but um, I, but yeah, I mean, the game looks like it'll be good. I just, I'm just not, you know, really convinced it's Max Payne. I think it's just because of the lack of the noir style. Um, but it seems like it's still gritty. It seems like it's still adult. So we'll see how much they can still like work noir into it. Because I mean, all we've seen is daylight stuff. So maybe there's nighttime, you know, a little more of like that detective noir style. But until we see that, you know. It's looks good, but it's not Max Payne. Uh, yeah, I agree with Rob. Like it's that, like it, it. It looks like a good game. I can't badmouth the game because the game itself looks good. It looks like something I would play. Um, it looks fun to me, uh, but it's not the Max Payne that we know. You know, like first of all, like Max Payne is completely void of sunlight. There has not been a drop of sunlight in a Max Payne game. So you know, it's that that dark, gritty. Um, feeling that that made really made Max Payne what it was. I mean, it's the, it's New York City, it's the winter time, and another thing that's missing is like you're not a cop anymore. Like that, I, that was a big part of it because like in Max Payne, you were a cop on the edge. You know, you were that cop. You yeah, and it's and it's that's another staple of the noir style too. It has so much to do with you're you're a cop and you're dealing with all these you know like murders and all this kind of stuff, and you know in the dark of the city. Which is just that's noir, and then like you're basically taking all that away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Yeah, that's the that thing. It's kind of a merc, kind of. 
like you know a bodyguard that's what it feels like it, yeah, it feels he, like it's gonna be a man on fire is pretty much what it feels like yeah i wish you had more time like if he says that yeah that that's that's what it is at that point <laughs> but, um yeah i mean that's that whole crazy thing yeah yeah um but uh, hopefully, like I guess I'm still going to get it. I'm still looking forward to it. It just doesn't feel like Max Payne. I really do think Remedy took that with him uh, when they decided. Well, I guess they didn't decide not to make this one. But, you know, like, you know, they took that style with them. And by them not, um, you know, by them not doing this game, their, you know, that style is gone. Uh, but I guess you can kind of, I guess. <laughs> Did you guys play Alan Wake at all? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick? I played Alan Wake. Okay, I loved, so, I loved it. I really enjoyed Alan Wake. Okay, but do you remember the, that that um that book that was an Alan Wake that they kept talking about? Yeah, yeah, that was Max Payne. Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, that's what that was a reference to Max Payne. So, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so they remember. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, they, yeah, they know. So, but uh, yeah, moving on to our next point here, uh, next topic. Uh, I, I guess this is, this is some good news because this is a, a gloom, doom and gloom fail. You know, Wait, we all we do good news. We I do good news. I didn't think that was our thing. Yeah, that is our thing. <laughs> okay. That's one of the things. Well, but um, you tell that. All right, so check hey, this out. It doesn't have to be not our thing. It just happens to be the thing that we report. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're not the one doing the dooming and glooming. So that's good. Uh, uh, so check this out. After the Nintendo conference, because Nintendo had their own conference, was it the day before TGS? It was several days before TGS, actually. Okay, so they had their own conference before TGS. Uh, Reuters, who, you know, financial stuff is their thing, they report that Nintendo, after the conference, Nintendo's stock dropped 5%. So, you know... Since they reported that, several other outlets reported Nintendo's uh, stock price dropped. Actually, uh, the Reuters uh, article uh, was called Nintendo Faces the End of an Era After 3DS Flop. That was the name of the article by Isabel something. Yeah, so, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, did a buffalo just get in the mash cast? Like, we have a guess? It, that's what happened. They, they Donkey like, Kong was like, to show Donkey the Kong just wanted to get in here. <laughs> His piece. <laughs> so. We're too low budget to have actual sound effects, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's, we're working on that. That's going to be in the future. Soundboard and all, but not yet. But um, basically what happens is, you know, all these other outlets report that, um, hey, you know, the stock price dropped 5%. However, uh, NeoGAF, the NeoGAF forums, several users pointed out in the thread that the stock fell prior to the conference and actually returned back to normal very quickly. And actually, I think after the conference, it went up a little bit. But that could yeah, be... a tiny little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. just like normal market fluctuation, and that's me sounding like I know what I'm talking about. But, um... <laughs> yeah, the, the, if you the, had not read the story, you would think he came up with that on his own. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, yeah, they, they this failure right there, doom and gloom fail, which is... That's good because, you know... The journalists are so quick to hop on bad news because I guess oh, it makes it makes great press to yeah. uh, to tell somebody some bad news. That's yeah. why they do it. I think how like, much mileage did we get out of Sony's troubles with the uh, the PSN? And, oh god, it was so annoying. Yeah, I got tired of talking about it, but it was like you had to. The news is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but yeah, I mean, everybody is like, it's like people are rooting. People, everybody except the fans are rooting. Or not necessarily the fans, but the gamers are rooting for Nintendo's downfall. Yeah, That's which what it seems makes like. No sense to me at all. Like, even if you don't like Nintendo, which, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to not be high on Nintendo right now, but even if you're not a big Nintendo guy, like, to, to actually root for one of the big three to fail, like, you're a moron. Yeah. Okay. Like if that's what you want, that is so bad for the industry. Yeah. Either you're an incredible, incredible fanboy, which is no better because anyone, like if both of the other, you know, big three fail and then you're left with your fanboy, you know, empire, like it's not going to last very long. So it's, nobody wins. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lose, 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 lose situation. I think the thing is, is a good thing. You know how, like, we talked about it before, but there's so much doom and gloom forecasted for the future. This has been, this is like a recent doom and gloom thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, over the last couple months. And I think journalists are really like, wow, we just predicted this, and if this comes true, this will validate us for other stuff. Oh, yeah. I am smart. Yeah, that's, you know, I think that's what they're looking for. And that's a shame, like, you, you know, you're trying to make what you predicted come true, you know, just well, by you're trying to create the news then instead yeah. of actually just reporting it. Like, I think that it's weird because, like, my first thought was that, like, investors don't know what the hell the video game industry is if they really, like, if they really dropped stock in Nintendo after, you know, they didn't announce that they were going to do anything for, you know, products or for smartphones. It's like that. It's never been yeah. the way. You don't give your your first party stuff away to third party platforms. They just like, want that so bad. They just uh, see all apparently. the money that's being made there. And I, I don't think that would really help Nintendo necessarily if they did well, that. No, but, but but that was my thought before when it was like, oh, it dropped five percent, but it it didn't though. Like, and then it's like, okay, well, not that necessarily they still they know any better because there were still those rumblings when they, their stock dropped the first time or maybe the third time, whichever one. But the last time, that <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, oh, they want them to work, you know, work on, you know, work with you know, eye products, and it's like that's they're not going to do that because it's never been the way that the industry has worked. Not to say that the industry can't change, but it doesn't, it just doesn't make much sense to make your own dedicated platform and then give your stuff away on different ones. Yeah. You know, Nintendo's like, biggest offer that, would be that like they have Apple. Is you can only get our games on our system. Yeah. And they're always, really, what they're else always quality. Right In fact, they do the same thing that Apple does. They create a closed system and they put things on, they put their stuff on it, knowing that it's going to be the best on their closed system. They do exactly what Apple does. In fact, that now that I'm thinking about it, and yet Apple like is like the king of the universe to people, and Nintendo somehow is doing things wrong by not putting their stuff on somebody else. That'd be like that'd be like Apple going like, oh yeah, Final Cut Pro, yeah, it's going to be on PC. So yeah. yeah, it's going to be awesome. But I'm glad to see that it was a fail. You know, I'm glad that actually, like, it was, it was just regular gamers who noticed, like, they they got that wrong. And I think that Reuters was so quick to jump on some some big news that like Nintendo's failing. You know, after a big showing at you know a big convention, that it blinded them to the actual you know run of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they freaking announced Monster Hunter Four. If that's not gonna give you a boost, at least in Japan, like, I don't, I don't know what will. <laughs> Yeah, so nothing about a Dragon Quest, and well, that didn't turn out that well. Mm. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so uh, yeah, good uh, good news for Nintendo, bad news for Rooters, because uh, now we know that you're chomping at the bit <laughs> to see Nintendo fail, and we don't really like that. So, 
Uh, but moving on to the next topic, uh, we mentioned before that Blizzard was, uh, you know, going to allow real-world money inside the, uh, wow, I don't want to say auditorium, <laughs> inside the auction uh, house. house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, my, 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 the synapses just weren't firing properly. <laughs> my brain's like, what are you doing? <laughs> the, uh, the auction house. No, uh, my house. <laughs> and so basically, uh, at the, now they have announced that uh, PayPal will be used uh, for Diablo 3 transactions between players, which... Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, everybody I know has a PayPal account, but Blizzard actually did research. Research shows that 70% of gamers have a PayPal account. And they also announced that um, PayPal will become an option on, battle dot, for, you know, on battle.net accounts. So I guess when, you know for your subscriptions, which at this point was just wow. Or I guess even when you can buy games through battle.net, I, I believe. So you know, even yeah. when you pay for games you there... You know that uh, means you can use PayPal as an option. So that's that's cool. I mean, that makes it really easy because you know now if they would have chose a different service, you know players would have had to sign up for that and deal with the security checks and you know all that stuff. But if you have PayPal, more than likely you already have your bank account attached to it. So from like day one, you can go in and start. You know buying and trading stuff on the auction house. As yeah, this is a great way for Blizzard fans to waste a ton of money. <laughs> exactly what they want. That's well, what they obviously. want. Yeah, of course they want that. Yeah, so. I mean, I've known people that have had problems with PayPal in the past, and but I never did, but it has also been years and years since I've used PayPal for anything, you know, like buying stuff off of eBay or something. But I... I don't see how this is necessarily a bad thing. I'm sure that PayPal is not going to be like the only option. You know, I'm sure they're going to have other things available too. So I believe it'll probably be the most popular option. I can probably, I I think I can accurately predict that me and my journalism skills, you know, so more power to them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good job. Blizzard. I don't even know if I say good job. Blizzard is like, it was a good decision, <laughs> you know, a good partnership. Yeah. So no proprietary, you know, currency and all that kind of mess, you know. That's yeah. good. That's the worst. Make things easy for gamers. Yeah, yeah. that'll be nine hundred Blizzard points. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is a Blizzard point? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the equivalent of two million dollars per each point. <laughs> no, it'll be something stupid. It'll be, it'll be like three dollars. Like why the three? You know, why not? We thought it would confuse people more. $3.13. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But actually, I never got that Like the, with the point systems. Like with the, like for the 360, for example. 400 points is $5. Why not just make it 500 points? I'll tell you why. Because, because they, it they makes it seem it. like it's more. <laughs> yeah, they want it to be convoluted. They want people to not understand what's going on. And they get yeah. stuck buying extra points, which you I've had extra points the day I bought my Xbox. Think, like, oh man, that's like $10. No. <laughs> oh so, yeah, it's like definitely fifteen. I, was, I, was, I, I just never understood that, but whatever. That's why I like I, I, one thing I've always liked about the Sony PSN store. It's straight dollars and cents. Like I know that they have tax or whatever, and I, that may cause some people some sort of frustration or whatever. But I just like the fact that it's in dollars and cents, and there's no. Chance of it being convoluted when I get a card or when I use a credit card or something that, like, I don't know what I'm spending <laughs> because yeah. I literally have to sit there sometimes. Like, I've looked at, like, indie games on, like, Xbox Live, and I'm like, 
what does that translate to? <laughs> like, I, really, literally, though. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm with you, Rob. I love that Sony is like, this will cost you 15 real monies. And yeah. <laughs> it's the official currency they use, by the way, real monies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yo, who, what are you, who are you talking to, a toddler? <laughs> I don't know. It'd be, be 13 adult, adult dollars. <laughs> you don't know money you use. In the hey, hey, if you go get my shoes, I'll give you 25 monies. <laughs> because it's it's very complicated to them. Right over the touch stand. Oh, boy. And, my, and you know, Nintendo does their own thing, too, which yeah, is too. annoying, points. but at least Nintendo's is like, I think theirs is like, 1500 points at 50 bucks or yeah. however that something like that it's, it makes sense great. it all makes yeah. sense yeah so it's still annoying but it's better than microsoft's that's true we can all agree that microsoft has the worst point system uh and now that we're in agreement on that <laughs> let's move on to the, the uh next topic let's do it now this is uh regarding uh secondhand sales so quantic dream does, any, does everybody know who quantic dream is yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm talking to the audience mainly. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could just, <laughs> I would just skip that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm just silence and give it. You know, just like good. You know, it <laughs> just go good along with job. Nope, good job. Good no, job. So. <laughs> yeah, they say no. You just said good job anyway. That's yeah. The right one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so Quantic Dream, they are the creators of Heavy Rain. Um, and they are saying, well, just a, well, yeah, they're saying, well, they believe that they lost between five to ten million euros on secondhand sales. They said they they, they know that they sold two million units, you know, uh, year to date, or well, not year to date, sorry, but to date. But through the trophy system, they can tell that more than three million people have played the game. Uh, so you know, I guess they counted every single unaccounted for a trophy, or not a trophy, but unaccounted for, you know, I guess a count as a lost sale. Um, my problem with that is, because the thing is, I do agree that developers lose a lot on secondhand sales, but what they didn't take into consideration this time, I believe, is the fact that people let other let their friends borrow games. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, um, and as much as complaining uh, how much they lost, let, let's also point out that they did sell two two million copies new. Yeah, it's not right, exactly but like they could have sold you know, three, according sold to them. Three. According to them, they could have sold that's, three. That's yeah. the argument, though. Like they could have sold you know another fifty percent on top of that. Which yeah. why wouldn't you want to do that? Especially when somebody, oh, yeah. especially when some other somebody else pocketed the money. Now I agree, it's skewed because they're definitely. I mean, like just my my own personal. Like I bought Heavy Rain. Katie, she she played the entire game too, you know, like on her profile. So it's you know there right there is another you know one you know one for one. But I don't think it's going to be you know I don't even think like half a million people you know out of all of those people let you know somebody borrow the game. Right. I don't think. I mean, I would I would say like I don't even know. I mean, maybe seventy five percent of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like seventy five percent of that's probably correct, which is still a huge hit. But right, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I it sucks because uh, why wouldn't you want to have that money? Because other like somebody made it, but it wasn't them, and they're the ones who made the game. You know, why should GameStop pocket even if it was five hundred thousand? <laughs> exactly. Know, why should they pocket that? They all GameStop only paid for it once, and they're getting they're getting double, triple, quadruple duty on it. You know what I'm saying? Like. 
Yeah, what, and the profit margin on the game? Uh, yeah, forget uh, about it. Wanna... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I want GameStop dollars, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um... um oh, it, you... Well, as much as... I, I agree with that. I, I do... I, I don't want to see GameStop make any more money more than anybody else does. <laughs> as a former GameStop employee, my, my reasons are entirely different than why most people make GameStop. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> want to see them make money over the developers who actually make yeah. the game. That's all. Yeah, definitely. No, I I do agree with that, but at the same time, I mean, it's you know common principle that your product is only worth what the market's willing to pay for it, and clearly the market decided like, or a third of the market is what they're saying decided. No, this game isn't worth sixty bucks, or well, it, it what's it like? It's either not it's worth buying, so I'm going to borrow like it, or I'm going to buy it. Second I can I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you, but my disagreeing point is the fact that in on all in mo, more than likely those games were sold at fifty five dollars, as yeah, opposed to sixty. Work. You know what I'm saying? So what yeah, did the GameStop said? It, even he says in here that like maybe we should look into selling our games at a lower price. New. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a viable strategy. I don't I don't like the other side of that though, because like for example, we talked about it last week with um this the CEO of THQ. He was like, yeah, you know, we sold uh, ATV versus MX or whatever it's called for forty bucks, and then sold a shit ton of DLC. I don't right. like where that's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. But like in, rapper, in, rapper in here. but in this case, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what happens is because you know it used to happen. You know, you know they used to try to entice me too. But like you know, you go in, you go, hey, I want this game new. You know, and then I oh, okay, hey, well you could save five bucks because I have it right here and it's like new. And it's like oh man. Uh, no, I want it new. But that was just me. A lot of people go for the five dollar discount. Yeah, because five you know, especially parents and stuff. Oh, dude, parents in a heartbeat will go for yeah. You know, not all of them, but a lot of them will go for five dollars. Like the and the reason that most of them won't is just because it's used. Like if they realize that like a Blu-ray is exactly the same as like you know another Blu-ray because you really can't do anything to it. Yeah. Like they would be all over it. But most of them, like, it's literally just the stigma of it being used, not because of any high-minded principle, not because the developer doesn't get the money. They don't know. They don't care. They, they really don't. Yeah. They don't care the way they do. It's to... less money they have to spend on a game for their kid that is going to rot their kid's brain, they think. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, that's what a parent thinks. Oh, no, absolutely. That was, that's how my mother felt when I was growing up. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it sucks, though. I... I you want to, but in a way, yeah, you're right. You know, they the market, you know, only pays what they think it's worth. I think it sucks though because I don't necessarily think it's that people didn't think it was worth wasn't worth sixty dollars. I think the problem is that people just didn't really understand what the game was, and like the easiest way to do that is you know to borrow from somebody or go buy the game used. You know, to try and understand that. You know, so you don't get stuck with something you just. I, th- this game doesn't make any sense to me, and I just wasted sixty dollars. At least you can take it back if it's used. Problem is, people don't play the first level of a game on a used game and then take it back and get the new one because they like it. They just keep the used one because why not? <laughs> right. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention, you play the first heavy level of Heavy Rain, you'll just take a shower and feed a bird. So. You don't want to play the Heavy Rain demo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're all but happy. I like play with my kids. It's great. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you know. They don't that's get... exactly the thing, though. It's, it's sort of a game that that probably 
Well, definitely, it just isn't for everyone. I, I really <laughs> enjoyed it, and I will say, I bought it. I bought it brand new. I didn't buy a used copy, and I, I pretty much never buy used copies of anything because I, I hate the idea of it. It drives me nuts that someone right. else has played this game before me and done God knows what with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely the type of game where you're just weren't going to appeal to like a mass audience. Yeah, uh, he even says that you know he sympathizes with the customers, you know, because of you know being you know we're in a global recession and you know people want the cheaper game. So like you mentioned, he want he said maybe you know we per- perhaps can offer a cheaper you know games new cheaper. Um, but he said that you know both publishers and developers should get together and address this because the 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 good point he brings up is that if developers can't make money, they'll go make money somewhere else and they'll stop making the games. Uh, especially for the retail chain, like they might start pushing more for digital distribution, which would be terrible for the re- you know for the retail uh, you know game chain. So you know it's in big retail's best interest <laughs> to actually make sure the developers are getting some type of money back on these games but they don't see that until it's too late well that's why this whole thing is always a very shaky argument like neither side wants to rock the boat too much right you know like the publishers don't want to piss off GameStop too much that they're like well we're just not going to sell your game anymore then partner yeah and yeah GameStop's like well we don't want to piss them off too much because we need their games on our shelves everybody's walking on eggshells around each other exactly developers don't want to piss off anybody because then they'll have to they'll be closed or something (laughs) you know like my my thing about that is that the only well I guess maybe well that's why I'm not in marketing for a game company I guess but the only retailer I wouldn't piss off is Walmart I mean Walmart's everywhere you you miss out on Walmart, you're you're kind of stuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But like you know, GameStop is number three retailer. But who says that yeah, that's, if that's it, big still, man? That, no, that's pretty big. But who says that if they can't get the game from a GameStop, they wouldn't go to their local Walmart? I'm sure some people would, but I mean, he's complaining about losing sales, and like you would you would definitely lose sales, you know? Because I. A lot of people like like the way the three of us shop. You know, you go in, you know what game you're gonna get. But we've all worked in in retail and know that people come in. A lot of people just come in and like look at the shelf and like that looks cool. I'll buy that game. You know, right? So maybe people don't. Sh- you're right. A, a gazillion people shop at Walmart, but not everybody does. So maybe people go into GameStop and they see something else that looks cool and they get that instead. Um, which also. He's saying that we lost five to ten million euros based on how many used games were sold, and he does point it out himself later. Like you know, maybe not all those people would have bought the game. No, they probably just wouldn't have bought it at all and bought something else. So, some of them. It's hard to say. Yeah, I'm sure some of those people would have been like, "Oh man, I don't want to spend this extra five bucks or whatever that is in euros," but probably would have done so anyways. But not all of those people would have bought the game. But he definitely lost significant money. Yeah, definitely lost significant money. And, you know, they need to... I think they need to change the terms of service when it comes to retailers. Like, you know, if you, if you are a registered retailer, you you resell this product, you have to give us X amount. 10%. Something. Yeah. That needs that needs that to change. Make way too much sense. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, <laughs> like Rob said, they don't want to rock the boat too much. So they need to figure that out among themselves. Hey, As for... Oh, you said that? Well, Rob sorry. Said you said, I said they're walking on the eggshells, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, hey, I can't, yeah. I can't keep up with all this and keep the podcast running, okay? Yes, okay? You can. Yes, I can. <laughs> sorry, I should, I should you. Yes, you can. <laughs> He's like, and you will. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, they need to get that worked out among themselves. I know. As for for me, most of my games are bought via digital distribution, so you know, it's kind of like whatever they want to do, you know, because I buy most of my stuff digitally. But um, moving on, we're gonna talk a little bit about the iPhone App Store, and this is something we don't, we don't really talk about this that much. Actually, we don't have a lot of that. We don't have a lot of mobile content on the site, really at all but this one is regarding censorship of the of the app store uh so story what is that i said i love this story oh okay (laughs) all right so basically um is that molly industria is a game developer uh indie developer and they're known for uh you know tackling controversial issues in their games uh they have a game called operation pedo priest which is about child abuse in the uh, Catholic Church, and also another game called Oilarchy, which is about big oil. Uh, so they have this game called Phone Story, and it's uh, it's a collection of mini games that are themed around uh, the human and environmental cost of smartphone production. It's based off of a string of suicides at Foxconn, which, if you don't know, Foxconn makes the iPhones and iPads. They also make a lot of consoles and stuff, too. Like yeah, they, they do. They always have some story about somebody committing suicide some week or another it's, over something getting made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Foxconn... It's not funny, but... It's, yeah. it's this bad at Foxconn. They installed suicide nets on the building. Okay, that was their solution to the suicides. Yeah, Did they really? Yeah, yeah, that's how often it was happening. I, like, I, I swear for like a, like a good two months, I was reading like every other week about somebody throwing themselves off the building to kill themselves. Wow. So, like, they installed nets. Yeah, <laughs> installed them doing that at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read in the story that that was happening in this story about the, the uh, what what the hell is the name of this? Molly Industria or whatever it is? Yeah, Molly I mean, Industria. That, that was news to me, though. I did read that, but I hadn't heard it previously. Suicide nets. So. That's crazy. Human innovation. What can I say? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was about. You know, it's about you know, it's uh, based off of that, as well as uh, some social and political upheaval surrounding the mining of coltan, which is uh, an element that is used in smartphones. Uh, he pledged to donate all the proceeds to the organ to organizations that fight corporate abuses, and you know things of that nature. But the app was removed. So here's the reason why, according to Apple, the app was removed. It violated several policies policy 15.2 apps that depict violence or abuse of children will be rejected 16.1 apps that present excessive excessively objectionable or crude content will be rejected uh policy 21.1 apps that include the ability to make donations to recognize charitable organizations must be free and 21.2 the collection of donations must be done via website in safari or an Very sms for apple very convenient for Apple, yes. Um, so you know, the the developer, he's you know, he, he, you know, he's 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 basically he's, he's pissed. <laughs> you know, he's pissed that um, you know they took his app down. He's saying that Apple's being you know you know overly sensitive and you know they're censoring more than they really should. Um, actually, a quote from him says that uh, you know a new phone, a new version of Phone Story that depicts the violence and abuse of children involved in an electronic manufacturing supply chain in a non-crude and non-objectionable way will be a difficult task. That's what he says. Um, he said, you know, and you know what, this isn't the first time this has really happened. There have been, uh, 
other reports of other developers getting their apps pulled down due to Apple's policies. And actually, a lot of developers, you know, they they are very aware of the policies now to make sure that their games don't get pulled down. Because when you're an indie dev, you know, you... You, you pay for this advertising if you pay for advertising at all and you do this promotion and then you put the game up and then boom it gets pulled down that looks bad because people go to look for the game oh I uh, guess it's not here next yeah. app and on top yeah. of that while it's not up you're not making any money exactly and yeah. that's that's a big thing for any well, developers yeah, yeah they you can't know? afford it <laughs> exactly um, now me personally like while I do agree that Apple may censor a little bit too much and that their terms of service may not be as concrete for developers as they should be. Um, In this case, three of those four rules that he broke, I mean, I kind of agree with. Uh, Like, the 16.1 is, you know, apps that present excessive, uh, excessive, objectionable, or crude content will be rejected. That is very, very up to the person who reviews that game. You know, for Apple, that's very subjective. That very subjective, very flimsy. However, fifteen point two, you know, the depiction of violence of children will be rejected. Twenty one point one, which is that donations. You know, if you if your app makes donations, that the app itself must be free. And twenty one point two, the fact that the donations must be done via you know web browser SMS. I mean, you clearly broke those. You know, and there's no way around that. And those, 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 them, them's the breaks, you know, for that, for that, you know, uh, for this, for, you know, to be in the Apple App Store. You didn't have to develop for iOS. You could have developed for a different platform that didn't have these. PC and talked about, you know, the thing about smartphones, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. his, his point, well, I think one of his points was that he thinks that Apple pulled it down because of the, you know, because the game of the message it, it, the message about smartphones, which, which I think they absolutely did. They, but I think you guys are also right that you know maybe not put this game on Apple's platform yeah. to begin with. <laughs> Clearly, he just did it because oh, millions of people have iOS devices. I want millions of people to play my app. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Like, I mean, I like I get like the you know, like you already said, excessively objectionable, totally subjective. Like that's you know, depending on how straight laced or whatever the person you get who does it, that that's really wishy washy. Um, that's kind of like a catch all just to pull anything that you don't like, more or less. Uh, the other two, the the charitable donation stuff, like that. You you should have had some other message, you know, some other way to do that if that was what he wanted to do, if that was what the purpose was going to be. Um, like, those are pretty concrete. Like, you can't really, there's nothing you can really do about that, and that has nothing to do with the message, necessarily. Right. Um, I would even argue that, like, apps that depict violence or the abuse of children, like, depending on, on depending on usage, you know, because, like, what if the story is about child abuse or something? You know, but it's not a not a negative message. You know, like what if it's like an overcoming? You know, you know something difficult like that. Um, I mean, there's ways to depict it without having to like go the route of showing it. But they're not saying graphic violence. They're saying like any, basically. Right. So it's like depending on the stuff. Like even outside of the you know the confines of this particular game. I would even argue that like that's kind of also wishy washy depending on use. You know, like I get why they why they have it. It's just easier not to deal with that. But 
like it's kind of limiting, but you know what? Devs will limit themselves if they want to get on a certain platform. So I mean, exactly. I guess it's up to them. You know, yeah, what? that's what he gets for putting it on here. Like yeah, I said, like like he definitely broke these rules. Like, there's no question. Like, well, these are the established rules, and fair or not, you broke them. So right. they took but your I think game that down. Of, but I think that of itself is a message, though. Like, I think that's also part of the message that, like, I'm gonna put it up and see what they do. Yeah, so maybe if they take it down. Suddenly, like it has even more relevance. Yeah, so, yeah there's I mean, a headline I, for him. I think that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, here we are talking about it, but yeah, I, I, as the, the industry takes a lot I think of. A, I think it's more like not just a headline, but like the fact that like he can call attention to the you know to those rules and stuff. Um, like you know the the donation stuff is like you can't mess with that, but the other ones like you know maybe he's calling it, not only calling attention to the smartphone plight, but calling attention to the fact that like they can pull down anything that they don't like. Basically, but they, yeah. Yeah, of course they I, can. It's their platform. I know, I know that. That's I know. The thing. Yeah, they're they're that, well that, within their right cool. to pull it down. But I just I know. But I'm saying that's probably part of what, part of his reasoning, though, because like if it stays up, he wins, and if they pull it down, he wins too. In a way. Yeah, definitely. And it just uh, obviously everyone else is going to come to the same conclusion. Like, well, all this, and I'm sure he thought this out ahead of time, like you're saying, Rob. L- like, well, oh, how ironic they pulled down some stuff that is negative about Apple. And it's just funny all, all this this bad stuff about Apple. Like you you mentioned earlier, like no matter what Apple does, people still look at them like it it's Steve Jobs' gift to humanity. I mean, their their fans are like the most dedicated people on the planet. Yeah. But um, I, I it's very interesting, and I, I think the industry takes a lot of flack about like you know stuff that is potentially controversial and about real real world events, and that always that always pisses me off. Where you know other forms of media can. Um, you know, express an opinion and make a point and bring something to someone's attention. But when it happens in a video game, it's like, oh my god, that's so offensive. And you know, I have to take another contest. Yeah, I haven't played these guys' apps, so it I can't like 100% depend them. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just horrible crap. Maybe this guy just wants attention. They just made something offensive. But it if that's the case, then I'm with Apple on this. But if this is actually like. Hey, I really want to bring something that I think is a serious issue to the attention of people. Then I'm I'm with this guy, and I'm just I'm against something a policy that would reject that. But you had to have known, like we said several times going in, that this was going to happen. Right. Well, here's an example, actually, like um, because I I did some additional reading on this too. Um, but the part that depicts like child abuse, as they're as they're calling it. Um, there's like conflict minerals uh, that are involved with the making of most smartphones, especially since like it exploded so much that most of them are are, are conflict minerals and like you know African nations that are yeah, yeah having all sorts like of trouble. It's like, like blood minerals exactly, um, and like one of the parts of the game, like you're one of like like the you know regimes like militia soldiers, and you are forcing ba- you're forcing children to mine you know the minerals like you know at 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 gunpoint like i i I didn't see any mention of like you actually doing anything to them or anything of that nature but like that in of itself was enough of a depiction of child abuse for them but like consider the point it's making that's what i mean like i think that even that rule is a little bit flimsy because like it it almost should be case by case but i know that they can't review every single game that way but you know i mean that's it's just an example of what like you know one of the like what the, the type of things that you know he he has in the game to to show that you know like to make people aware i guess right yeah 
And the thing with the mineral was interesting too, because if you read the story on that, it sounds like you did, Rob. They they talk about how it's like, well, you know, it's 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 over in the um, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which I'm sure is extremely democratic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love when countries do that that are that are clearly like fascists or communists. The Democratic Republic. Um, they they talk about like, well, this is the only way for many people to make a living over here, so maybe it's not. I mean, as much as it sucks that people are dying over it, they're like, well, you know, otherwise we'd be starving to death, so to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can understand, like, why people would be upset in that, yes, it makes a good point, and I'm not arguing that at all. You're arguing about that at all. Like, yeah, sure, it makes a great point, but the the simple fact is that, you, you know, knew the rules. you knew the rules, you knew <laughs> yeah. the rules, and Apple is, they're a private company, they're not a fighter for freedom of speech or anything like that. And they put these rules in place so that nobody can call foul, you know, when, when something like this happens. So, I mean, I really, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but you know, he, I guess he either wanted this to happen or he just wanted to make the point happen, but there are plenty of other platforms for him to make a game like this yeah. on. So, um, put it on PC. It'll get yeah. out there. It'll get out there. I think yeah. the rules suck, but those are them, and you surely knew that going in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, like yeah. I said, he either he wins either way, but I guess he's proud to go for that ironic point. So yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on is correct because we are going to talk more about cloud gaming. Yay. Yay. No, <laughs> it's actually not that bad. I'm going to react after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... Action. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, this is, you know, most... We've been hearing a lot of talk up about cloud gaming and how it's the future, blah, blah, blah. So, you know... Um, Carl Jones of Crytek, he's actually the director of global business development for Crytek. He actually voiced his concerns uh, regarding cloud gaming. And from a technical standpoint, which, you know, he would know they make the Crytek engine, which is, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a big engine in case you didn't know. Um you know he makes they they you know they make he makes some very good technical points. He mentions that server costs have not gone down over the years. He's not like you know when I usually I think every time we've talked about it previously I've brought up the fact of uh, internet traffic and bandwidth and how the service providers are you know kind of putting the squeeze on us and they want to put more of a squeeze on us. But he's not even going that route. He's talking about server cost, um, you know, regarding cloud gaming. Actually. Uh, his exact quote is, uh, well, one of his quotes is, you know, because if you take Crisis or Crisis 2 running on the cloud, every extra gamer you add, add in needs a lot more processing power, and that costs money. And he's absolutely right. Like, that it's not inexpensive. Like, think about the rigs people had to put together to play Crisis and Crisis 2 at full resolution. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, it, it, it's a big deal and it costs a lot of money. And when you have big games like that, like how many people are you really going to put on one server or a, they're probably clustering them. So, you know, one cluster of servers that can, that can run that, you know, run a game like that, you know, that, that a powerful game, Battlefield three, crisis two, even games like dead space, team fortress two, you know, and of course server clusters, you know, you know, they run. You can't really think of them in the same way that you would a PC, especially because they're probably opening up virtual instances for each player. 
but it's still running on the same hardware. And there are times when you, you know one player session may affect another player session because of the load that it's putting on the server or um even something that he didn't mention here that I thought about just by reading this article like um uh, I'm not sure you know I believe it is the broken games podcast which we never really talked about uh which we never released but we will soon uh where I talk about bugs that I ran into playing crisis some of the bugs that I ran into were like memory leaks that caused the game to crash. And in a cluster, even in a clustered environment, they could actually take an entire server down if those memory leaks were allowed to run for long enough. And yeah. how many players would that take you take off at once, man? Jeez. Exactly. Sure so be very understanding. There are a whole different <laughs> <laughs> there are a whole different set of worries that you have to take into consideration with cloud gaming. Not saying that these worries are going to actually um stop cloud gaming. We'll figure it out. But I but think you gotta figure it out. Exactly. Cloud gaming is here, and magically it is so. <laughs> exactly. There's definitely. But you know what? As time picks up with cloud gaming, um, you know, more people get onto it, the problems will start the show. We'll fix the problems, and we'll go about our business. Um, but he believes that more than likely, what would happen is that games will actually start to be developed with the cloud in mind. Uh, which you know he doesn't really he doesn't really get into it. He just says that. But from my point of view, that means two things really. Um, and this is not definitive, of course, but I think weaker graphics and weaker AI to make it easier to run across the cloud, especially weaker AI, like a, like a somebody AI is not so smart that's taking up that much processing power. Makes it will make it easier to run in a cluster, <laughs> you know, to uh, you know, lighten the server load a little bit. What do you guys think? That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the counterpoint would be that I mean, as much as server costs haven't gone down, server power has gone up, hasn't it? I mean, I'm not saying that like that offsets it, but I'm saying like it has, like it, it has, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be. I mean, like so, but it's still like the problem is that. Y- it still doesn't offset the fact that, like, you are putting, like, you know, games that are 20, 30 gigs or whatever on, you know, in for, uh, you know, millions of people to play. Because especially if cloud gaming becomes that big, like, if you're, say, you know, the idea that, you know, of last week's podcast, a matchcast, that um, in the future a console would just run off the cloud. If you're going to have that many console owners, like, how many people own just, I don't know, 360s right now. Right. I mean, like, a couple. Hundreds of millions? <laughs> like, you know, maybe. Uh, well, no, probably. So, like... A lot. It, I, don't, I don't think it's hundreds <laughs> of millions, but it's popular, like, definitely tens. Yeah. Like, if it's that popular, I, I think just imagine the server space that you're going to need for that. You know, like, the problem is, like, if you're talking, you know, a thousand... 10,000, you know, for, you know, Gaikai, you know, you played Dead Space 2 on, on Gaikai, like, you know, right in the browser window, and that worked fine for you. But, I mean, then add 10 more million people to that mix. And, like, all of a sudden, you've got a really different situation and a really different situation that they have to, like, gear for, which is just not, like, I don't think it's feasible right now. Yeah, you're like, going to think that whatever they save in a console taking out disk drives is going to offset that. <laughs> Not even a little. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about like phrases you just don't hear like petabyte 
Pantera flop. Stuff you think somebody's making up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you watch a Star Trek again. Yeah, you know. Oh, there he is with that bullshit again. Like, you know, that, that's, what, <laughs> that's what happens, man. Like, but that, that's what you are absolutely right, Rob. Like, you know, like, you're talking about that much storage data. That's a lot. And you know what the thing is? Like, when it comes to storage data like that, the bigger the egg, you know, the bigger the break when it, like, something like that goes down, you know? Will go down, especially when you're starting. And, like, yeah. You're going to lose their mind. It's one thing if your individual console goes down, but imagine if, like, the East Coast cloud servers went down. Oh, riots, stuff, Jesus. buses flipping over. <laughs> I'd be leading the way, dude. Like I'd be pissed. Like what? <laughs> they just released Half Life Three yesterday. Cause <laughs> <laughs> of the apocalypse would be. Uh, imagine every time Call of Duty like came out, that like all the servers would crash. Oh and yeah. That, like, just imagine like how terrible all that would be. <laughs> Those guys are usually pretty calm and sensible, though, right? No. 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 Nobody buy that. No. I no. Just, I'm just saying, like, imagine any time a big release comes out, like not just that game, not just the people who buy that game, but anybody who wants to play any game. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, depending yeah. on how they, you know, split up what's stored on the cloud, what's stored on what server. Like, you know, a big release comes out, and all of a sudden server load goes up. Especially like running it off the cloud, plus people actually being on servers, and like you're looking at like a, a break like every time a big game comes out until they get over that hump. But how many people are going to put up with that, and for how long? Like yeah. that's the apocalypse right there. <laughs> yeah. And then, like it will be Half Life Three too. But <laughs> how long is it taking to make that damn game? By the time it comes out, we will be on the cloud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would just play, play on PC for the simple fact that like, oh my god, I can actually just download a game from Steam. Ha- ha- hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Like one of my big concerns is because you know, with my PC, you know, I know how I take care of my PC. But when it comes to like big, you know, businesses and when they have tons of customers, like in hosting servers, they definitely cut corners, dude. You know, they're in a meeting like, yeah, we have x we have x amount of hard drives and predictive failure. It was like, well, they didn't fail yet, right? Okay, then. <laughs> you know, that's how like meetings like that go when you have a lot of customers to, to deal with, right? Yeah, a lot of three to four, three to four percent of Xbox will fail. <laughs> yeah, twenty you know, might have been a little bit off on that a month, so you know that's acceptable. Yeah, <laughs> for now. Yeah. They, uh, you know, because you know, with because like, I work in IT, I see so many businesses just cut corners until it's too late. Like, we'll call a client, say, hey. This is going to happen if you do not do X, Y, Z. What happens? It happens. Now it's an emergency. You know? Yep. But in this case, this emergency means I'm not playing my game, and that's a big problem. Huge yeah. problem. You I'm know? not playing my system. I'm not able to play any game in some cases, I guess. You know, like depending on how, just depending on how stuff is set up. Like, it's just, like, it's, that is kind of doomsday, like, if stuff like that goes down. And we've already talked about, you know, before as well, like, just infrastructure is just also really not there. Like, not even just, like, servers. Like, we're just talking servers going down, but, like, you talk about, like, having a city connection and stuff on top of all that. Like, there's just, there's just, there's a lot of problems. Not to say that it won't get to that point, but, like, that's another reason I don't see that becoming the way that you get games. You never, ever have that game. Like you, and you're always at the mercy of infrastructure and servers. And stuff. Exactly. Like and what happens? What happens if we down circle and join yeah. the doomsday talk? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, there's not a different kind though. Like, because yeah. everybody sees the, you know, it is so great, but like, <laughs> no, but nobody wants to look at the downsides. It's, it's easy to look at like, you know, how wonderful something is. Like, I mean, we were talking about Apple before, like, you know, Nintendo does kind of the same thing. They have a closed system, but people look at them differently. Why? Because people want to believe that Apple is something that, you know, not necessarily that it's not, but they want to believe that it's more than it is. Like it becomes a symbol of something greater. It's like Batman or some shit now. Like, <laughs> you know how many times Steve Jobs has saved Gotham City? It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, Captain Planet! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, give me justice! <laughs> Swear to me! <laughs> Steve. <laughs> the reason that he handed over his empire, he had to devote his full time to training his replacement to become it Batman. All makes sense now. That <laughs> he did whole thing with the cover up about to be. Look at him, man. He's so very plain on stage, just <laughs> with the mom jeans. Batman. Batman. The skittiest man to ever portray Batman. Yeah, Batman doesn't wear mom jeans or hockey pants. So <laughs> he doesn't, but Steve Jobs does. Ah, right, throws everybody off. It's all if part you, of his cover. Superman and Clark Kent in the same room, and nobody ever realizes he's the same guy. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Wow, uh, <laughs> <Black Man. laughs> Superman doesn't wear glasses. <laughs> Yeah, so let's uh, move it on um, to uh, our next topic. Uh, this one <laughs> regards uh, some re- uh, well, I guess you could call it research because it was a survey that was done by an indie dev uh, regards why devs are turning to indie games because you know I say over the last few years and more and more frequently we're hearing about. Well, either A, studios are closing and devs are splitting off. Like, instead of going to other studios, the devs are creating indie studios. Or we're hearing, like, big names. Uh, I guess you can't really say big names because nobody knows the... Except people like us know the names of, like, some of these developers really well. But, like, some of, like, some real talent are leaving studio work and going and creating, you know, no, doing their own indie thing. Um... The survey was done by Daniel Fedor, who used to be an associate producer at BioWare, but now he's actually independent himself. And he did a survey of more than 100 industry professionals. And uh, basically the survey suggests that most devs are going indie because they want more creative uh, freedom. Uh, One problem with studio jobs is that they usually come with salary issues, you know, as in I'm not getting paid enough for the hours I'm working, and then fears of commercial failure because if your game fails, then you may be out of a job with your crappy salary. Um, From what he found is uh, 87% of you know everybody took the survey, so actually it's eighty-seven people. <laughs> That's how that works. Math. Well, it was one hundred twenty-eight. It was one hundred twenty-eight. Oh, okay. That nicely. I thought it was a hundred people. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was more than a hundred, you know, professionals. Oh, okay. Why does well, that make it so complicated? Maybe I should ter- turn into math uh, and learn how to read. <laughs> but um, okay, so it's okay. It's how your brain works. Okay. Yeah. I'm the reader. You can do the numbers. Gotcha. All right. Um, so 87% were considering... 104.4 people. Thanks, there you Nick. Go. That's what the calculator says. <laughs> I don't think I really? it on my own. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't think it was really that important that we know exactly how many people. No, it was. Thank you. But no, really, thank you. That I was, think so. I, I want to know what that person is running around doing, but hey, whatever. It's like cousin Nick. 
right, so eighty-seven percent of the people surveyed, uh, whether you want to take that or the number Nick just gave you, were considering life as Andy because they want more creative authorship. Seventy-four uh, percent want to share their ideas with the world, and fifty percent just want to work on a different IP. They just want to work on something different. Like completely understandable. Completely understandable because you know nobody wants to, you know, stamp license plates all the time. You know, sometimes you may want to go, you know, clean the kitchen. But that's the thing. I mean, it, nobody wants to do the same thing over and over again. So if you're constantly working on the same game, especially if it's a game you don't like, you know, I can totally see them really not not feeling that work. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, especially you know in the in this day and age where you know having a consistent IP is the thing and like a lot of times a team will get brought in or a dev will get bought up you know by a publisher and then put on something you don't you don't really get a whole lot of choice a lot of times you just get put on something and if it's something you don't like and that becomes successful somehow then you're stuck on it <laughs> yeah ad nauseum forever yeah until it fails so you're, you're trapped doing something that you like to do on something that you don't like to do <laughs> you know so it, it really kind of kind of sucks there um, yeah that's a lot of what happened with the whole call of duty infinity award fiasco they didn't want to do that anymore and activision or supposedly had told them you know don't worry well let you do something else eventually and that never really happened so they went and left and uh, just we saw the dude leave the uh leave 343 for the halo 4 team last week not yeah. because he's been making halo for years but just you know they talk about in the story in general just like more creative freedom He's making his own studio camouflage that is spelled in a really stupid manner. And no, it's it's unique, it's like Nick. Combat, it's unique, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, so with the definitely. J camouflage. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Just to... well, I don't want to spend too much time. <laughs> I'm not really that upset about it. <laughs> you want to hear a fun fact about Mortal Kombat, though? Yes, I do. Fun fact: If you put Mortal Kombat on your phone, more than likely, it's going to autocorrect it to Lombard. So you can get you can pick up chicks with that at bars, just to let definitely, you know. Definitely, scrap <laughs> right, with a pack. <laughs> you know, the pack man was originally good. <laughs> I'll just I'll just leave it. Tell you know yeah. how I got these scars. Yeah. <laughs> That'll pick up chicks too. You know, like you definitely. Yeah, trunk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but anyway, back to the topic. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> the article also talks about, like, you know, money being an issue when it comes to being indie. Uh, you know, first of all, you know, you're indie, so you need money to live. But on top of that, you also need money for marketing, distribution, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, so, like, a lot of, uh, you know, indie devs, you know, are leery about, well, not necessarily a lot of indie devs, but devs are leery about uh, going indie, you know, for that reason. Um, you know, 40% actually feared that they wouldn't have enough cash to build and ship a game. So that's, that's a pretty large number, you know, it's a viable concern too. I mean, there's a good chance that you can make your game and you can, you, we, we all know that you can make an extremely great game and because it's not marketing properly, nobody will ever play it. You know, yeah. no. If if the people don't hear just, about it, just complain about it. Exactly. If if you if the people don't hear about it, it doesn't sell. You know. Plus, a lot of these guys they have families. You know, they don't they don't work in a dungeon all day. They go yeah, home. Yeah, it's not just about <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah. So and even when they are working in the dungeon, they still have a family at home. That's why they're working in the dungeon. You know, in crunch time for six months or whatever. 
Yeah. You know, it's just not viable for everybody to, to drop everything and, and try and jump to that. Um, the, one of the interesting things is that out of like half the people he did survey um, were currently working for like, you know, established studios. Like, so they were like half of those people are currently working in the industry. So it's interesting that like 40% of, the, of everyone he surveyed said that, you know, they feared that they wouldn't have enough money to do it to like make that jump, which means almost all of the people who are who are currently still, you know, my guess would be all the people who are currently still within, you know, an established studio wouldn't make the jump because of the money. Yeah. You know, they couldn't lose the salary or whatever because of family and they, you know, couldn't afford to do everything behind the game. Yeah, I know there's some indie devs that are using crowdsourcing like Kickstarter to yeah. to develop, you know, to get their products, you know, developed. Um, or their games developed, you know, to provide enough money to actually, you know, <laughs> to, to to live off of while it's developed, and then well, a lot of those times, people who, um, uh, you know, d- donate toward the project, a lot of times they get the game for free. So it it's like kind of like you prepay for it, basically, but you're actually ensuring that it gets out. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, like crowdsourcing, that's only going to go so far because if you start have a whole a whole truckload of indie devs crowdsourcing. Um, first of all, everybody's going to get less money and eventually it's just not going to be worth it anymore. Uh, but you know, if let's say that this 87% is indeed uh, a reflection of the entire industry, like how do the, the studios feel about this? Like if this becomes a problem where their talent is leaving, um, you know, the talent is leaving and going indie, like what will they do? Like will they actually start to uh, give more incentive to work for a studio? Will they allow more creative freedom? You know, to get people back. My mindset is that I think maybe eventually, if the if the bleeding is bad enough, you know, they'll try and put the you know after they try and put a bandaid on it, they'll actually try and you know actually cauterize the wound. And right. they, they may make that move and, you know, give more incentive and give more creative freedom and stuff like that. But I think initially that the mindset is probably, well, like, it's a multi-million, industry, multi-million dollar industry, man. People want to be the people that make the next Call of Duty and get all the money, yada, 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 that that it's, it's enough of a, a thing to work for the industry that they don't necessarily need to worry about it. You know, they'll look at it as a trend that'll, that'll stop, you know, at some point. And then if yeah, it doesn't, so then they'll be in the industry. Right. That's that. I think that's their mindset. You know, you got people coming out of college. You've got degrees that they can't even use right now. So I mean, like, I'm sure that they they got people line. They they feel, they feel like they'll have people lining up if people did start to jump ship. I mean, I'm that, sure the they already do. Yeah. The thing that sucks is that. Well, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> but the thing that sucks is that you're losing talent that's been there. You know, because you know, established talent that's been there. And not to say that there won't be somebody to step up, but like if you lose like a household name, you know that that that's kind of a blow. But I think like if it gets bad enough, then then you'll see maybe a shift in ideolo- the ideology about how publishers deal with developers and stuff like that. But I don't think it's going to be like immediate. Oh yeah, I don't think it's going to happen next week. I'm just saying. Oh, and, I mean, if there's half there's of those, a lot of games that I want. If almost half of them are thinking that they can't even <laughs> jump anyway, then it it may not even be an issue. But you know, it, it's becoming more prevalent. Definitely, 128 is a really small sample size too to use for that. So that's what I said. If it's yeah. a reflection, All right? You know. Yeah, considering how many um, people there are working in the industry, you're right. That is a pretty meager number there. Yeah. So. But um, 
Interesting nonetheless. Interesting nonetheless. And on that, we are actually going to move to the final part. Yeah, I was going to say the final part of our podcast, the Sony section. Um, for for this podcast, uh, we're gonna start off by talking uh, talking up the the PS Vita a little bit. Um, so first of all, the battery life has been revealed finally. Um, I don't think it's a big surprise, but I guess people were surprised that the battery life is expected to be three to five hours. I was kind of surprised, but then I wasn't when I really thought about it after the fact, considering how much is you know stuffed into that thing the fact yeah. that it still gets you know it gets at least equal if not better battery life than the you know 3ds i'm okay with that yeah i'm I'm totally okay with that i had a conversation with one of my, my buddies he was like you know how could they not make it uh how could they not make it more powerful or the charge lasts longer like don't we have technology i'm like well sure they could have threw a bigger battery in there but you know then the device will be huge and it's already a pretty large device. Yeah, it's slightly bigger than the current PSP, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was saying, it's like, you don't want to walk around with a big honking battery, you know? That's the thing. Yeah, you don't want to walk around with the Game Gear. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the battery on that thing still died in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. and, and realistically, when you think about it, not only the 3DS have, you know, that kind of a short of a battery life, but when you really think about it, if you sit around and you actually do stuff on your smartphone for a long extended period of time, like put Pandora on your smartphone and just like leave it on. Like it's not going to last five hours either. Yeah. So, or even like the mobile phone games, like you play those for long enough and that phone will die. A couple hours. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I think about it. Surprised. It's really not that bad. Mm. I'm not surprised that it's low, but I'm still disappointed by it. It's still, well, it's still worry. sucks. There's, I mean, there's a battery extender coming out. Yeah, so. I know. And that's, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> added battery shit is always a pain in the ass always it's always um, expensive initially too yeah, yeah. I, I mean and, and like I said I wrote about it for the site and like, like I said yeah obviously it's way more advanced than the 3DS and it's doing doing way more stuff but that doesn't mean it sucks any less when the battery dies in three hours you know yeah, we- I'm, I'm still just as pissed off when it's like oh crap and you, and that pissed me off wildly about the 3DS um you know, the, when the battery dies on that thing or starts dying, I'm like, really? Already? Like, I knew that going in. But still, when it happens, it's like, ah, I plug this freaking thing in. It's like the PSP. The PSP drives me nuts with that. That battery just dies constantly. Well, I mean, I've never had a problem with my PSP battery life. I mean, even with me playing Kingdom Hearts, like, you know, Birth by Sleep, with the acceleration turned on, I still get, like, five hours of gameplay. Yeah, I, I'm... I don't really have that problem. I mean, I have a Go, so I mean, it's a little bit newer, too, so, you know, newer battery, but, I oh, mean, okay. I can leave mine asleep for, like, weeks, which means it doesn't even have a full charge when I turn it on, and, like, you know, sit around and play Dissidia for, like, three or four hours, and, you know, then, like, oh, uh, maybe I need to charge it now. Yeah, you know, mine like it's that. Mine yeah. does not do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't right. have to do or Go. I, 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 don't, I don't like the smaller ones, but the mine... It, like if I don't play it for a couple of days, like it's not even like I turn it on and play it for a while. It just it doesn't turn on. Wow. That's how fast the battery yeah. dies when you're doing nothing with the thing. Well, yeah, yeah that's because like, like I don't like a battery. <laughs> I, yeah, I totally played. Yeah, I totally played. Like when the last time I went to Vegas, I played my uh, my PSP all the way there and all the way back 
without charging it. But that was because I was playing who I was playing Who's That Flying, which is a minis game, so I'm, it's not nearly as uh, battery intensive yeah, as I never, like, like a turn game. sound up all the way, turn the brightness all the way on, like unless like I'm in a situation I need to, you know, like. So you, you, there's things you do to conserve the battery life too. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure after like the the initial like, oh my god, I want to play this on full, you know, brightness and and sound all up in my ears, like on the Vita, like after the first week, you start like, to tweak okay. that down. <laughs> yeah, you start to you start to kind of yeah. like get a little more reasonable, and you're like, I actually don't need it, and it still looks good like at mid brightness or something. <laughs> and your battery life is all of a sudden like an hour longer, and you're like, holy crap, that's great. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's bad, that. But it's not great either. The DS yeah. thing was interesting with the DS, though, which I didn't even realize for the longest time, but apparently that actually consumed more battery power when you turn the sound down. Yeah. Because it, it had to, you know, do something to oh, suppress the sound. When I found that out, I was like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> you know how many times I've tur- <laughs> I had turned the sound down on that thing, thinking, like, oh, yeah. the battery's dying. I better turn down the sound. <laughs> That is that is that's actually hilarious. It's like you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> I never knew that. Honestly, like because I would just have the sound down all the time, like playing Pokemon or something. Exactly. Thing too or not? Honestly, I don't know, but I know I that PSP was was invert, like PSP made sense. Like if you turned it down and didn't yeah. use as much power. Yeah, that, I mean, I've always assumed that's how everything worked. When I when I that just blew my mind when I found that out about the DS. I was just what. It yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. Like, why? How could they not figure this out? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, <laughs> well, there's more about the Vita, though, right? Yeah, there's the the titles that were announced. Now we were, you know, we we laugh at at launch titles normally, but I was looking at this and I'm like, well, this ain't too bad. Um, yes, so, they actually all come out. At that launch, is true. Not so, just launch window. Yeah, so, it says launch window. Actually, it's never mind. Games. So okay, so just the names here: Ninja Guy and Sigma, Metal Gear Solid HD, FIFA, Dynasty Warriors, Uncharted, Blaze Blue Extended. Uh, let's see, Tales of Innocence and Gravity Days, smaller titles, and also Lord of Apocalypse, which is a new RPG from Square Enix. Yeah, that ain't too shabby. Uh, Lord of Arcana, actually. That ain't too shabby. Yeah, it's not bad at all, and I'm really yeah, as glad. long as launch window's not like four months, right? Um, yeah, you know, right. if we're talking launch window being like a month or two, then we're cool. Yeah, but yeah, like when they try to say that that is not could this quite possibly be the best launch lineup of all time for anything <laughs> released video game related? Probably. I mean, like the only the only downside is that you could say that literally all of those games except for like two have been played before. Yeah, but. I you know, but at the same time, you even like a game like normally when you hear like FIFA or Madden or something like that on a handheld, you're like, uh, but you got to consider Vita's like playing a PS3, two and a half or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or 2.9 or something. It's so a- it's like, that's like a, you know, like that's going to be like a real game then. It's not just yeah. going to be, you know. Yeah. Well, the graphics so- level of the Vita, like a PS3, is just a frame rate that right. it's, the, it's the same thing that happened with the. With the PSP, where the game, yeah, the games were 128 bit, but the frame rate was like 15 to 20 frames per second. But um, what the thing I'm hopeful for is that we will get games that are 30 frames, maybe even 60 frames per second, because um, Birth by Sleep is definitely a 30 frame per second game. 
because of how smooth it runs, and that's years, years after it was released. So right. Sony always likes to tuck away power and features. Like they never released, they never unleash the full power of their stuff when it gets released. You know, they always hide stuff, tuck it away, and make you wait for it. So that's why PSP is still relevant. I think well, it's definitely still relevant. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's. Not relevant anymore. Anybody <laughs> think that? No. <laughs> Some people don't. Some people say say it was a huge failure. I don't think the PSP was a huge failure. Yeah, I don't think you sell. No, uh, it, it didn't compare to the DS. Or yeah, the yeah. Little, yeah, it didn't come with you know it didn't print money, but <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. It, 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 like, it's anything up against the the DS looks like oh well, clearly that thing sucked. Yeah, it only sold seventy million units. What a piece of junk that must be. Like, <laughs> which I, I think the PS. P was there like thirty or forty million, I think somewhere there. I could be wrong. That or that could be outdated. But you know that either way, sold tens of millions of units. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely did fail. It did very well in its own right. And it had a lot of really the cool biggest games. Biggest inspiration behind Vita. You know, I mean like yeah. it's not like they really changed the platform that much. It wasn't so much of a failure that they just abandoned it and made something new. Like Vita is pretty much like the next version of the Go. Yeah. I mean, really. It'll be very interesting to see if either of these platforms can be successful despite you know the investors and everyone clearly thinking like now all handheld dedicated game platforms obviously the Vita does other stuff obviously yes but still clearly this is a gaming machine first well that's Um, what i think gamers want you know oh i absolutely do exactly i'm totally buying one yeah yeah i I will definitely get one at some I don't point. know if I'm springing for 3G because I don't know how much I want to use it, but I'm definitely yeah. buying one. Nah, I'm not springing for 3G. Yeah, I just don't. I don't necessarily see the point. Like it's it's interesting what they're doing with it. Like they're kind of setting up like a, a minutes or hours thing, so you don't have to just like have a plan, I guess. But yeah, it's still like I'm. I just don't see how I would use 3G that much or be out of you know a wireless range to really right. put you, put it to use. So. Exactly, especially like well, I know around here, like I have Comcast or Xfinity as they're calling it, and those Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspots are popping up all over the place. Yeah, you know. So, but um, yeah. So we'll move on from that piece of Sony news to some bad Sony news. I would <laughs> I would say. Um, so check this out. Sony has heard your cries when it came to those, you know, those uh. <laughs> those uh, class action lawsuits that were coming through because of the PlayStation Network, you know, going down. So now, as a part of the new terms of service, which is mandatory, as of today, as of today mandatory PSN update. This, 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 there's wording here that basically makes it impossible for you to do a class action lawsuit. Okay, uh, here I will read it for you. Let's see. Any dispute resolution proceedings, whether an arbitration or court, will be conducted only on an individual basis and not in a class action or representative action or as a named or unnamed member in a class, consolidated, representative, or private attorney general legal action. Unless both of you and Sony entity with which you have dispute specifically agree to do so in writing following initiation of the arbitration. This provision does not preclude your participation as a member in a class action filed on or before August 20th, 2011. Yeah. So basically, they, they're saying, like, if there is a problem, you can... Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. You can sue Sony, but not as a cl- part of a class action lawsuit. That's the thing, and you know, I guess people. 
while some people might just be like, okay, well, whatever, I'll just sue them individually, please take this into consideration. Sony has way more money than you do. And they will just... Even if they aren't going to win the lawsuit, they can keep you in court long enough that you have to drop it. Unless exactly. Have, um, exactly. Unless you have the funds to pull to to go to bat with them, which and you, you don't. do not, you will end up broke. I but, guarantee everyone listening yeah. to this podcast does not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you will end up broke before What's Sony. Your name is Warren even. Buffett. You probably yeah. can't stand toe to toe with them. Yeah. Donald Trump listening in right now. <laughs> he probably doesn't even have enough money, honestly, as much as he declares bankruptcy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Winfrey listening to this. There you go. <laughs> Oprah will save us. <laughs> save me, Oprah Winifrey. <laughs> oh, I, it's it's pretty shitty. I mean, like they're a business, and they're going to do business shit, which is to try and push as far as they can to see like what they can get away with. And if people just sit there like sheep and just click accept and don't read anything in the terms of service, just so they can play because they don't read the terms of service anyway, you know. Then and nobody says anything, it will just. It, you'll see it in Microsoft tomorrow. You'll see it in somebody else's the week after that. You know, it'll be everywhere. You know, but the problem is, you know, now it is getting out in the news. People notice this stuff. Like customers aren't going to take that line down, like at all. It's it, it's not going to happen. So either you're going to see a change to it. Um, they did offer the option that you can send them a letter to to opt out of the binding arbitration and class action thing, you know, so that you can do that, but you have to write them, which it really who pe- people don't do that anymore. Or at least like most people, people are who are so clicking that except on the, and you know, on the terms of service aren't paying attention to that or even know they can do it. But you can now. Yeah. Cause we yeah. just it's told so, you. <laughs> it's so easy to do that too, because I mean, like you said, especially it's, the block, so, you know, the, the, uh, you know, to, to have the, the option available to you to, to join in a class action lawsuit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's right there. Now it's, you know, it's all over gaming sites, uh, news sites telling you what to do. Like, if you, if you really think you're... There's yeah, at any least for now, until they reverse the terms of service or change it. You know, all you have to do is write a letter. I would, I would make sure get that freaking thing notarized and send it certified mail and all that. I would oh, just yeah, so you can track it. Yeah, but um, and definitely keep a copy for your own records as well. But... Yeah, that's that's all you have to do, and then you can go about filing frivolous lawsuits against Sony in the future if you want to. Yeah, yeah. because like, though, well, people are lazy. People would not do it. People would just. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. See, the thing that's crappy though, and it, and it's and there's really no way around it. But even their class action lawsuit is pretty crappy because yeah, you see like a huge settlement numbers from them when they win. But the problem is that like you're dividing that against like millions of people. And the lawyer, whoever the lawyer is for, it takes a huge cut. The lawyer is really the only person that comes out with any money in it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who get anything Lawyers out of a class action lawsuit? Get like twenty, thirty dollars, maybe, depending on how big the you know the settlement is. Like, it's really it's it's still shitty, but like that's almost like your only option to at least get the judgment in your favor. You know, because an individual person in court, you, you really don't stand the chance just because they have more money to throw at you. They can just keep you know, things appealed and keep you in the system so long that you can't can't foot the cost. And they can. Yeah. Like on the, on the flip side, a class action lawsuit costs them tons of money, you know, just to sit in the court, which is almost like the real purpose of it. But that's what they're trying to protect themselves against. But nothing outcry happens. Yeah. That'll be okay. That's yeah. how most civil suits are settled. It's they most of them never go to like making an actual judgment 
Right. I'm not like a law expert, but you know, it's pretty. Yeah, well, they don't want to say concept they don't want that to stay actually, trial. yeah, eat one or both sides. Just say, all right, we don't want this to go on any longer. We're not. You're not going to give you this, but how about we give you X amount instead? And then, okay, that sounds pretty good. And throw in this too. All right, we got a deal. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of outlasting, and that's that's exactly what Sony will do to any individual who tries to sue them. Yeah, if you you better have like the world's best case if you're suing them. Otherwise, yeah, and even then, like I mean, yeah. you can you better have, have a, like Howard Stringer like beating you up on camera. Yeah, you could even have a tight, airtight case. That's a problem, and you could still not win because you just can't stay in court long enough. Like that's, exactly. that's yeah, they'll just sucks, keep appealing. But that's what they're trying to do. So even if even if you win, though, yeah, they'll just keep on appealing and dragging it out for years beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll see if anything yeah. changes. But uh, if it's anything like Origin or any of the other things that happens, you know, I, we'll all you know send them angry letters and emails and petitions and stuff. And terms of service will get you know re- changed to a less aggressive you know TOS, but yep. it probably yeah. is still going to have some wording in it for it or something. Yeah. And what are, I mean, really, what are people going to do? Like. Oh, I'll just not play PlayStation online ever again. That's what I'll do. Right. So you are going to sign it. That will be very easy for me to do because I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> my P, I haven't. I think I'm like two updates behind on my PS3. To be honest with you. So because you don't turn it on, so you're going to be behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's uh, what when yeah. I fired up for the Ratchet Clank beta the other day, it took forever. Oh, so, okay. You- and I know that that news was sad, but you know, here's the counterpoint for this week: Scarlett Johansson. That's all I'm gonna say. That's a good counterpoint. And that, that's my that's my guy moment for this for this match cast. But what well, happened with Scarlett Johansson? Did anything have to happen? Pictures, <laughs> 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 man. She got hacked. Cell phone oh, pictures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did. Oh, craziness! Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, what has that got to do with Sony? The hell? Thank you. No problem. Like, yeah, she's Scarlett Johansson. What happened? Yeah, but like I said, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll let you know if we hear anything. But that is going to, I guess, end our topic. So let's let's talk a bit, a little bit about last week's question. Uh, well, there were three questions. Uh, what are you I'm feeling? Three questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three <laughs> questions, one These response. Questions three. <laughs> <laughs> what are your feelings about cloud gaming? Do you want it, and do you hate plastic? Those are the three questions. Uh, we did get one response. Um, so it, it's from Sage Infinite, uh, previous commenter. He says, I guess I'm just an old school gamer. I prefer to have the physical copy of a game. I don't mind having things like instructions on the disc, though, especially if they can be more detailed than the physical counterpart. So uh, his, you know, he just wants, you know, like, he likes the fact that he has a physical game. Um, also probably likes the fact that, you know, he's, he builds a collection, you know, so totally understandable because some of us like to collect stuff me personally i don't mind building up a huge digital library like it's the same thing as having a music library now yeah know. pretty yeah. much like you know I, I guess maybe because well when it comes to the music library i could care less cause i never really showed anybody my music library but i never even really showed off my gaming library before to it's be yours. honest with you it's your collection i don't know but yeah but 
I, I get enough I get enough joy out of it just from playing the game. <laughs> you know? So, you know, uh, me for cloud gaming, like, well, everybody knows how I feel. Everybody that listens to this should know by now how I feel about cloud gaming. Um, don't shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. It means you weren't really listening. Tisk tisk. Um, while I, I while I don't feel the need to have a a physical copy, I don't want to necessarily stream my games from across the internet. You know, but. That's just me. Some people are perfectly okay with that because on live hasn't flopped yet, and they continue to do better. So, yeah, you know. I mean, that's cool for some people, but I just, you know, I, I I'm fine with downloading something because, like, especially if it's not through, say, a proprietary thing where you have to play it through a service or something. Like, you can just play it from your your computer, like you know, without being connected to the internet. Whatever the case is, like you download from Steam, you can play that game without even opening Steam. Um, that I'm fine with, you know, a digital format where it's like, oh, it's through this proprietary thing. So if this business goes out, then you're screwed. That's no good. Yeah. And I'm not really a huge fan of cloud gaming aside from the idea of demos and stuff. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with the whole like it doesn't make any sense. I think I mentioned it last week that, you know, um, even though I acknowledge that it's completely illogical, I still do feel like I, I like to own the physical copies of games. And it's so weird because everything else, like I don't buy any other physical media really. I guess books on rare occasions. But even that, I kind of just wish I had an e-reader of some sort. Um, so, I mean, I have a, I own like several hundred games, like actual plastic, like crazy person. But um, it really doesn't make any sense. It, you know... Downloading it is just as good. You still get to play it and have as much fun with it, and you still own it as long as it's like you said, Jared. As long as it's on your hard drive rather than being all yeah. in the cloud somewhere, where it's like, well, <laughs> if there's a problem, what happened to my game? Right, exactly. All right, so um, we're gonna keep asking questions as long as one person answers. We'll keep the train rolling, and hopefully, we'll get a discussion one day. Hopefully, but um, I can dream, you know. But uh. <laughs> So I think this week, uh, based off of what we talked about, let's talk about secondhand sales, or you know, you know, secondhand sales is what it's called. You know, trading in games, stuff like that, or buying used games. Uh, what do you guys think? Good topic. Sure. Always a hot topic. Yeah, it works for you know talking about every room and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So like, I want to like, I'll ask. Uh, you know, does uh, does the fact that the developer get you know, the fact that they get no money from you buying used games, does that affect your decision to buy a used game? Or is that too long? What do you guys think? No, I think that's fine. I think that's too yeah. long. I was going to think, I was going to go somewhere along the cost of the, the, the price of a game. You know, does that really influence your, how much does that influence whether or not you buy something used or new? Or is it just because you don't understand what a game is or don't know how it'll be and that's the real reason why? Are we gonna yeah, ask that too? What sort of extravagances do they spend that five dollars they're saving on? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get some McDonald's, bro. <laughs> yeah, I bought you games for two years, then I got a Mercedes. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I guess oh, you can think about it like this: for every every six games you buy used, you get a new one free. Yeah, actually, sorry, that's bad math. <laughs> it would be twelve, but um, yeah, you get the point. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, we'll ask that, and uh, yeah. So let's see what's coming out. What is coming out here? And like, we're getting closer and closer to zero hour. So more and more games 
are uh, are coming out. Yes. So we'll uh, be seeing the sun very much soon. Yeah. So let's see. We got Kirby Mass Attack um, for the DS coming out. Also this week, um, Frogger 3D, Deca Sports Extreme, Shin Megami Tensei Persona 2, Remastered Silent Hill Collection for the PS3. Oh yeah, and there's like some small game called Gears of War 3 coming out. Is that new? What is that? I've never heard of it before. <laughs> heard some noobs called well, Epic means it's like the second one, right? I think right. so. <laughs> it's like half. I think that's how it works. Or yeah. Like, or, I don't know. So, it's a beta. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. Gears 3 is definitely going to be the big winner uh, this week. Getting pretty uh, pretty warm reception. Pretty warm, dude. It's been yeah. like it's setting like, fire and stuff. <laughs> I think the lowest I've seen is like a 7 out of 10. And that, I think, was Eurogamer because they, they kind of have that tendency. Yeah, to, they do grade pretty yeah. much, which is fine if you that's the yeah. standard. Yeah, uh, but it's been getting the the you know the requisite hundred nine point five. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. You can't yada, trust yada. that. I know, unless it I comes know. from mash those buttons. Exactly. <laughs> Wait for Jason. Well, considering it's coming from like IGN <laughs> and no, you can't trust Thammer, that. It's like no, you can't trust that. No, that's def- like that's like getting like a hundred from Xbox Magazine. Like that doesn't mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> it really doesn't mean anything. Like uh, am I I would put IGN on the same level as official Xbox Magazine or. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like that definitely. Um, yeah. But when everyone else just about is also rating it similarly. And actually, yeah. IGN gave it a little bit lower than. IGN gave it a 9 out of 10, which is still a really good score. But Joystick was give it like 5 out of 5. And was like. And it gave good it reasons, was, though. I, I like the review he did for that because I'm like, I don't particularly care for years in any way, shape, or form. But like, he made, he made good points. So I was like, okay. Didn't Joystick also call like what was a resistance like what did they say about resistance yeah, like they said this was like the basically like the new standard for the sci-fi first person shooter oh, and did they? Mm. yeah see though that's credibility right there that hurts it yeah, yeah. Well, which is uh, i mean uh, that's his opinion okay but <laughs> yeah i don't even know if it's the same guy either so but game. it was a very good game but it really like i've said before i think i said before on the last podcast like it didn't really revolutionize anything in any way shape or form well, well, I guess we'll we'll find out. Years. I was I was never like super excited, but I'm I'm definitely getting it. I'm I'm passing. I'm passing Gears this time because I, I I played Gears one and at first I thought it was kind of cool and I really did, I played the multiplayer and I'm like ah but then I got tired of it really fast. Then Gears two came out and it was still like four hours long and now they're like oh yeah this is the longest Gears ever and I'm like what is it gonna be seven hours. <laughs> it's 11 13 hours approximately it's 11 i've what? seen several outlets say 11, like 13 around 11, hours 13 hours which is for a first person shooter these days that's on the extreme high end that would that is uh, you're right because even half-life 2 was like well, i would say i would say between like 10 to 15 hours depending on that's how well you played right. it yeah, how well you played it. So, okay, yeah, okay. If it's that long, that's one thing. But the thing about Gears, though, is the the type of gameplay. It's a lot of it's very wash, rinse, repeat. Unless they change that too, who knows? So, well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, I've never much liked their multiplayer either. I'm, I'm with you on that. That gets old style. I've always really liked their horde mode, though. The competitive multiplayer always bores me really quick. But the horde mode, I don't know that. I, I don't really 
get much out of that in other games, but in Gears, I don't know. It's just it's fun to kill things in Gears, I guess. Wow. I don't know what the secret is, but it's always been more fun in that than other games, I think. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of just like killing computers. I'd rather kill people. So, nah, that's just me, though. Yeah, whatever it does it for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever, whatever you like, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna end it for us here. Uh, you know, you know, you guys know the drill. We're on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash smash those buttons. We are on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash smash those buttons, and Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MTB site. Uh, as always, all complaints go to your community manager, Rob Hill Williams. You know, Hi. yeah, so <laughs> if you, you know, if I said something to offend you, like if you like killing computer players and now you think I'm a, a dick, you know, let me know. Or let Rob know, and he'll let me know, and I'll be like, okay. Yeah, but I get to tell Jared he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was the, that was reader that said that. <laughs> yeah. So um, also this week um, we are having a contest, correct, Rob? That is right. Um, the King Arthur. Uh, yeah, King Arthur, and I'm forgetting the name right now, which makes me feel really bad. You know what? Uh, the first thing, that, and this is totally wrong, but the first thing that came to my mind was King Arthur Reloaded. Totally not the name of the game. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> that would be an awesome game, though, Dino wouldn't Thieves it? as King Arthur. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually King Arthur Fallen oh, Champions. <laughs> King and Arthur Reloaded. Yeah, five codes that are going to be given away. Um, in fact, by the time uh, Monday when this comes out, uh, Monday night will be the first day of the of the contest. Uh, first two days will take place on Twitter. We'll be giving out two codes a day. Um, it will let you know details on the site, and uh, the last day will be Facebook for the last code. Uh, if you know if you weren't able to to grab one of the codes on Twitter, so look, keep a lookout. Yep, this is for a PC. This is a PC game, so indeed. Sorry, everybody who's not. With the you know the PC master race you know um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's one word for it <laughs> but uh, yes thank definitely thank you for guys for listening uh, we hope you participate in the, in the contest and uh, we get console keys and stuff like that too so you guys will get your turn um, and we will we'll, we'll we'll catch you next time later. Game on, everybody. Oh, look at Nick, extreme gamer. Uh-huh. Keep oh. mashing those buttons. That's yeah, right. That's right. I'm so extreme. I don't know why, but... <laughs> All right, later, guys. Sunglasses. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>